Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Yeah. Welcome to episode 49 of the Galen Trombley Show. Today, I am lucky enough to have two, um, I, I guess, p- uh, podcast OGs of the North Country. Can I say that? Is that fine? Yes. That's no, fine. Is that a compliment or no? Is that, is that a cool way to say it? <laughs> yeah, it's so, a, so, I mean, considering we just talked uh, right before we hit the record button, we were saying that we've been doing it a little over a year. So it's just funny to call us OGs after like but there's 13 not, months. But there's not a lot. I mean, I've almost... True, even, true. When did you guys start? Okay, sorry, guys. I forget I, how we, small we had, the North Country is we, we, sometimes. Uh, really. we, have, we have Trashburg in the house. Uh, we have Matt Hall and Austin Petrashoon. So um, we're just going to get right into it. But uh, okay. No, you guys started when? Is early summer summer 2018 mm-hmm. although matt wait has everyone beat i believe yeah yeah how long's matt been doing it uh i think six months ahead of anyone else so he's probably year and a half in yeah i believe so because I, I am gonna hit a year in december so you guys just cool. hit a year yeah yeah recently cool um year so, in june or july so so if anybody has not heard of these guys trashburg they're actually um and I was I was a little bit behind the eight ball on it. I, I had heard of you guys before. I never actually really kind of listened to some episodes, and now I've listened to probably four or five recent ones, and they're 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 funny. Um, so you guys, it's called Funny News Locally. Yeah, Local that's, that's news funnily. Either either one. Funny either news or. locally. Okay, so both are applicable. Ba- I think. Ba- basically, it's it's. Like it's a, a, well, I say I like it reversed because it's not always funny news. Sometimes it's like <laughs> man murders child. You know, like it's not funny. Yeah, it's not really at fun. all. It's not funny, but I think you guys put a spin on it that is funny. Right, we try right. to. I mean, it's it's more. There's more comedy than there is anything else. There's a lot of actually dry sarcasm. Oh, yeah, it's more of sure. a an irreverent look yes, at the news yes. than a funny look at the news. So. The, the way I would describe it, it's kind of like a Daily Show meets uh, meets like Walter Cronkite meets like Barstool Sports. I could see that. Yeah, it's like a yeah. good mixture. Yeah, yeah. Originally, we kind of modeled modeled it after one of those kind of late night shows slash Daily Show funny news things. Anyway, uh, and then it kind of morphed into what it is. So who, who's so how obviously there's more than you guys, but who like how, who started the idea? Who usually. Uh, Who's a regular on, like, I know there's usually three to four people that do the show. So who's kind of regulars? You guys have guests on the show. Sometimes so, it's just, have you ever done solo episodes? Like, kind of give people. It's uh, it's hard to explain. So the, it started in late 2015 as, like, a web series. It was, like, a sketch comedy show kind of thing, a, a variety show of sorts where there was different contributions from different local people who kind of just had, like, funny ideas. And we put together, uh, you know, a couple years worth of a sketch show before eventually taking on the podcast and moving away from sketch comedy and more looking at the comedy and everyday life. <laughs> now, you're from Syracuse. Yes. And then you're from Saranac. Mm-hmm. So who else is on the show? Everybody, are they local? So our regular con- contributors right now are Liz Allen, who is basically a local. Yeah, she I moved think she's from, from far Can- away above Kansas a long time or ago. Um, Missouri or something. I don't know. Who knows? And then Andrew <laughs> Taylor, who is from Saranac. I think Katyville. Katyville. I believe. But, but he's a you know, local. I've known him for a long time. They've been living here the majority of their lives. 
Mm-hmm. And you guys are what about thirty? Yeah, that's Roughly. that's the We're medium. The same age, we have right? a good spread too. Like, I'm twenty. That's what, I'm twenty nine. What do you guys? I'm twenty eight and a half. Thirty one. Okay. I think Liz is thirty four. <laughs> Something like that. Thirty three. So she's the she's the and then Andrew is twenty five. Andrew's like twenty five. So yeah, we so have like okay. almost a ten year span amongst us, and oh. it's pretty evenly distributed. So no, that's good. So 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 basically, how do you guys come up with the content for the show? Because it is fairly. How often do you guys record? And then the other aspect of it is like I try to do this once a once a week. Today, I've, well, this is actually two back to back shows between yesterday and today. They're usually once a week. You guys, how often do you, you actually record? And then also. How do you come up with the news? You scanning the Press Republican, you scanning articles yeah. online. It's like a news aggregator. So we kind yeah, of like yeah. take the local news that's happening every week and kind of just pick what we think are the top five, six headlines the most and kind of dissect and discuss. And so we do it every Sunday evening and it's usually up online uh, by early Monday morning. Hmm. Yeah. And we try to do it strictly too. Yeah, There's very we, few times that we missed it. Even if Usually we're traveling, mm-hmm. uh, we try to do like a quick episode from the road or we'll have something. We Yeah, we try to never miss a week. And I think that's one of the keys. So when I came up with the podcast idea was to hit, my goal is 52 by the end of year one. Mm-hmm. You guys are 49. So, I mean, I will hit that goal. So, I mean, I've stayed I think getting, we're actually 64. 66. 66. So you guys are, you're about right then, once yeah. a week. Yeah. So I think the consistency aspect matters because I know some people that get into it and they filter out and they, they, you know, they miss a couple of weeks or even a month or, you know, they re-come back for strong for like two weeks so or two months. Um, so, no, that's kind of the good thing I think you guys are gaining some traction on. And also, you guys do the filming aspect, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Camera. Yeah. Recently, we, you know, it started as audio only and then. We started shooting it, and then in the last couple of weeks, we've started live streaming it, which mm-hmm. is way better yeah, <laughs> to me. Yeah, I love that I, aspect of I it. I think it's, uh, <laughs> you know, always trying to find ways to make it more interactive and more of a community-based thing, because it is for the local people here and really not for anyone else. Although we do have plenty of listeners who are not from the area, which mm-hmm. is funny, but, uh, you know. Some who I, are never from the area. Yeah. <laughs> like, sometimes there'll be people who left, but sometimes it's no just never had a connection in the first yeah, place. Yeah, like, we, you know, we have a, guy, a lot of guys who are, like, active duty, and they listen back to the show to, like, see what's going on at home, uh, that kind of stuff. But it's nice to have local people interact live with the show and kind of fill us in and when we're wrong. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that, that was something that, from the outset, that was important to me, and it was, like, almost a, a, an open forum, public forum. Like, it wasn't necessarily going to be four fixed people in early, you know, for the first, what, 40 episodes or something. We had a different person on almost every time. Yeah. Because it's almost like a seat, someone in the town can come on and talk and give their piece. And we kind of get like a reaction from a cross section of Plattsburgh. That's how it went for a while. And then we realized that it was very inconsistent doing that. But we still want to, (laughs) I think it still works in that aspect of public input. Yeah, you know. I do. I do like saying, like you said, like kind of open forum because I've I've organized a couple of community forums over the years uh, when certain topics have come up that I felt like we needed to talk about and address as a group, and it's cool to kind of shape this into something that maybe is just existing as that on a regular basis. So, so for you guys, are you like, how did you guys get into something like this? I mean, obviously, there's a mixture of one, you got to like the news. I mean, in a sense, I know it's not just a news show, but you guys obviously try to take something funny. I, I'll be honest. I know pretty much nothing when it comes to current events, especially worldwide or nationally. Local stuff, I kind of know a little bit, but you guys actually talking about it. I actually get more news from you guys, which is 
for what it's worth, you know, like I said, it, which is good, it puts a better spin than just reading it out of the press, but I don't get the paper, I really don't check any local news, so when I listen to you guys, it's, it's kind of funny, because you bring up, and the reference points too, you say something, I, I know the reaction, or I know what you're referring to, whether it be like a slang term like Wiggletown, everybody knows what Wiggletown is, you know what I mean, it's these ideas that you can say something locally, and we know exactly what you're talking about, um, but did you guys get into it because of that, or you guys obviously talked about audio, so you have a mixture of that background too, was it kind of merging everything, like the, the like obviously the comedy part of it, because um, you guys all have different sense of humor, you know, a lot of you guys are more dry than others, I find that you're you're way more dry. I find that you know it seems like uh, like Liz was more sarcastic. You, you just seem all over the place in a good way, though. Just kind of like you, you bounce around a lot and kind of moderate the whole the whole thing. So, yeah. where do you guys like find that was the inspiration for it, or what was really your true background? I mean, is, was it news? I mean, did you care much about the news, or just like this is kind of a fun thing to do? Well, I mean, I like to do it because I kind of feel like an audience member in that it's also how I get my news. I mean. It's really a lot of it comes from Matt curating what we see each week when it comes down to it. He does a lot of the footwork on gathering the stories. Um, yeah. But he'll bounce stuff off of us too. It's But he is kind of the ringleader when it comes to the organization. I uh, I think of myself as a incognito community organizer and I've been involved in local activism and politics to different degrees for the whole time I've lived here. And I, I think that... Uh, what, one thing I found to be very true is that the average young person is not involved in politics or current events on a national or local scale at all. Uh, and I think Clinton County, it's not even I think, Clinton County is, uh, it, it's rather corrupt. <laughs> There's a, it's, a, it's a real good old boy kind of place. Uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of, you know, the same people, same old money making deals to keep themselves in power and comfortable. And it, it's very hard for people to shake things up. It's very hard for young people to have any sort of progressive role in the community or in politics. And I think just step one is maybe just getting educated that there's a world out there and there are people who are making decisions for you. And you could be a part of that process. There is civic engagement, but the I don't think the average young person would ever consider like that they can run for a local office or they can change things if they don't like things. But how are you going to do that if you don't even know what's happening? So I do see it as a, I do see our, what we do as much as it can be funny and irreverent uh, and sometimes frivolous. I think it is a public service and that's, that's what keeps me going with it rather than just enjoying it. I feel like I can assist in that goal of, like a, an activism almost or just educating people because again it's like an aggregator we don't have like like a lot of people don't have a good solid source for the disparate places you can get information around here so we can help put that in one place and also humanize these stories and time, give it a yeah. filter between like an actual uh, conversation a dialogue rather than just a one-way uh, direction of that what, what i like it from there's like a couple things. Like obviously, uh, again, where, where do you get most of the news? Is it like local news? Oh, it's just paper, from local just sources. Watching. Yeah, the papers, the local TV stations, radio. Some of it is listener submitted. Sometimes we'll get a, a hot tip. Yeah, or even just something on Facebook we see that's yeah. local. You know that we can see is taking off. Oh, so you okay? So you guys obviously come up with this. So it's the, very one, the one, the one thing it's like, and there's some that whether it be the person that took a shit down by our house, which I, I listened to that one. Or, <laughs> that was rough. Or it, can, or it can be like, like you said, you, you, I know you guys talk a lot about like the, uh, was it DRI? And there's uh, there's mm-hmm. some other bigger things that you see more in the news. It could be down to like kind of like a, 
a sat like a satire or kind of like funny little thing on whatever it could be, you know. But um, I do like how you guys take news. You do put your opinion on, and but you do like I said, you humanize it in the sense that you take what we'll see in the, I guess. What you see out of the paper and the news, there's obviously some level of, or a lot of level of professional to chop it up. They want to present it like a PR type thing. And then yeah. you guys can kind of strip it down and say, well, this is what we know, or here's our opinion, or here's maybe something that maybe, maybe why we might challenge what they're saying, in, whether it be the paper or the article or the news story, why we agree with it, or maybe here's another viewpoint from it, or here's kind of the devil's advocate of it. So totally. I, find, I find you guys kind of have a good balance of that uh, both ways. Um, the one thing that I've really... Do you guys follow sports at all? Yeah, to a degree. A little bit. So, I mean, we mentioned before like barstool sports versus ESPN. ESPN for the longest time was the top top of the chain, the big dog. And, and what's happened is barstool sports has completely taken it over. And I find that you guys are very much, you're taking that same aspect. I mean, I list, I, I love golf. I still play it a lot. I listen to barstool sports golf podcast all the time. I don't watch ESPN. I don't watch anything. A golf channel, I don't re- really watch. So, I watch these guys basically be like me and my buddies making fun of golfers or the funny aspects of golf, yeah. but that's what you want to hear. And like, this is awesome. It's entertaining. So I find that you guys just do it. Obviously, like you said, local news, fun, well, or funnily, fun, funny news locally. <laughs> Formality is kind of dead uh, for yeah. a lot of young people. And when I say young people, I guess I mean people under 40. Um, I, see, I see it not just as formality. I mean, formality as, uh, I see that as a branching out of uh, centralization of media. True. Yes. You know? Like we are able to do this now. We have a consumer electronic right on the table that's allowing us to do this very conveniently compared to what it would have been forty years ago or something. Well, yeah, well, like you said, the 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 cost of entry, barrier to entry, is very low, and there's no there, the good thing about the internet. There's no gatekeeper. There's nobody telling you right you, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, r- right now, as, as currently, there's no re- nobody telling you if you record something, you can't upload it to Facebook, YouTube. Uh, Podbean, whatever you guys use to have people, you know, listen to it. Well, um, you you can be deplatformed pretty quickly. Yeah. If you, have if you, you guys? Got, certain, true, you can get. Well, have you guys been kicked off of anything? No, but because there's some stuff you guys say that's obviously uh, might might be kind of towing yeah, the line a, a matter bit. of time. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there, there's some stuff I listen to. I'm like, we went there, but that's all right. Like, I there's mean, some people I like who who have been removed from major platforms because their ideas uh, kind of just challenge the status quo too much, and you know whether I agree with them or not. I, I do see it as like a, a, a kind of like weird slippery slope to not, you know, that I, we don't always kind of openly acknowledge like that it is not as open of a forum as we think it is, yeah. I guess is the way I'd put yeah, it. Yeah. There's talking- still, there are still centralized uh, arbiters. Yeah. Like Facebook, YouTube, all these places that they can, they can remove you or your content for whatever reason they see fit. And there is no, um, they yeah, don't even have to give podca- a even but, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, yeah. whatever, they could probably take you off. Like, but even at that, I mean, those, I mean, technically, those are companies owned by people. You know, I mean, if you go all the way to the top, so they, mm-hmm. I mean, they, it'd be like anything if they grow, grow, grow. They still have a say. I mean, I know Facebook, Google. I mean, all these big companies will get. They there's more backlash because they they affect millions of people. Totally. Um, but it's the idea that you can still like from you like the Trashburg Studio, which I'll ask you about. But like you guys from there can broadcast this all around the world like you said people are deployed and they're out there listening to it for most likely depending how much money you probably have a very small investment into it versus what you maybe needed 10 to 20 years ago so maybe a local access type thing yeah that's probably the only way you could do something like this and but the quality is much better i mean i listen to yours and the quality the mixing i mean a lot of the stuff like i 
I kind of invest in all this stuff. The quality is pretty good. I wish my studio wasn't a little bit more um, acoustically, you know, favorable, but it's not. But the the idea is that we can kind of push this stuff out very easily. Now, for you guys, you guys have a couple things coming up, which, like I said, we're gonna have this out pretty good so, or pretty fast. Is talk to me about, and I, I want to see how you guys do this. Cause I think it'll be tough. Twelve hour marathon. Yes. So that's new. That's coming up. You haven't done that yet. Right? No, that that will be on Sunday, the fifteenth of September, from mm-hmm. ten a.m. to ten p.m. Uh, it will be it will be streaming live on Facebook. Nice. Uh, it, it's it's a kind of a follow up to a twenty four hour marathon that we did, and uh, maybe in December. <laughs> I forget when it was. I, did you was, actually do that? Yeah, we did a twenty four hour marathon, and it was grueling and stupid. <laughs> it was for a totally different reason, dude. Yeah, it was it was to help a friend raise money to put an album out. Did, did but did you guys talk the whole time? Uh, was it like well, well, it was it based was, out of uh, Matt's home office? Yes, basically. I, yeah. Uh, we did it in shifts essentially. So you'd come in and talk for an hour or two. You'd come in, maybe uh, both of you together. It was a lot more. It was, it was freewheeling. Yeah, it was. It was all over the place. This this yes, yeah, so this wasn't necessarily was, like related know. to the trash cast or anything. It was more just like. It was more just, just like marathons. Yeah. So, I think marathons are cool. <laughs> so, no, so that's fine. So I mean like this one at the, the 12 hour marathon, you guys are going to. We're doing 12 hours because it can be on film and talk. 24. Yes. It was grueling. Because well, 24 after about 13 hours, nobody was watching except for like right, one or right. two people. We had, we had a good steady audience for the first 12 hours. Not necessarily the same people, but the numbers were there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah after yeah. about 13 hours, the numbers went down to the single digits and it was like, that, like well, this is I'm gonna not sleep. worth it. <laughs> Especially, well, yeah. I mean, mid- middle of the night, nobody's listening. Nobody, probably anybody watching. Yeah, no, that we, we we never we always had one or two people. Which um, someone in Holland. Yes, it's al- almost depressing to think about. But <laughs> uh, maybe they were very homesick. So, so, so uh, now, it's, what's the difference between Trashburg and Trashcast? Trashburg is the overall uh, brand that I have developed. Uh, you know, again, ad- established in late 2015, and the Trashcast is the podcast. Uh, offshoot yes, of that the wholly owned subsidiary so, so you guys have so there's obviously the trashberg website which is kind of like your landing for everything yeah so trashberg.com and then the trash cast is purely the the, the voice slash obviously the pot well, the, you have video i mean like i said the video yeah. is part of that yeah. so it's the podcast itself so what are you guys are doing other than both of those because i know you guys have well i think there's a shop there's a shop on there. There's a right? shop on there, yeah. So on the 20th of September, I've seen your stickers around. You were doing a. Uh, we're releasing the second issue of our comic book. So we have a, a comic book anthology, which is all local artists. Uh, it doing anywhere from one to like eight pages, um, and it will be the second issue we're doing. So it's a quarterly book. So the first one came out at the beginning of summer. The fall issue is dropping on September twentieth. Uh, we have a release party at City Well, which is the former Champlain Wine Company. On City Hall Place, right across from Trinity Park, uh, from like five to seven p.m., and all the artists will be there. They'll be selling prints and signing books. And so the first book uh, we sold out of the first printing in a couple hours, <laughs> and really got knocked on our asses because people were at the opening trying to buy the book, and we were sold out. How, how many copies did you make? Uh, I think that was seventy-five. Was the first one, which well, you know good. we were just trying to be conservative. We were like, I don't know if anybody's going to buy this damn yeah, thing. Yeah, you could have fifty of those laying around. Yeah, probably, you know. Because I have all of them. Because you guys have at uh, Fantastic Planet too, right? They're at Fantastic Planet. Uh, they're at several other shops. Have you in reprinted the them since? Yeah, we, we've we've done we've done three printings of the first issue, and then the the next issue uh, that's coming out, we've got a lot more. So we will not be selling out uh, immediately because that's stupid. And then and then actually the twenty first and twenty second will be at the uh, Plattsburgh Comic Con. 
selling the book, but also, you know, pushing the uh, podcast and the show and just kind of saying, hey, look at us. We exist. So who's, who's the comic book fan? All, everybody? Uh, I think you're the biggest one. I like comics. I like art in general. I like storytelling. It's just another yeah. form of storytelling for yeah. me. It was uh, our friend Chris Rigsby, uh, who plays music under Adrian Aardvark. Uh, people might know that. Um, he came to me and said, what if we do a comics anthology? So an anthology, again, is just like a, you know, it's a collective mm-hmm. kind of effort. So it it takes stories from multiple people and puts them all into one book. And we reached out to some local artists and put it together and put the next one together. And we got two more coming out very soon after that. And it's going pretty well. What What's the name of the comic called? Trashburg Comics. With an X, right? Yes. <laughs> C-O-M-I-S. The, the X uh, signifies the, uh, it's in the tradition of the underground comics, like, you know, like R. Crumb and stuff like that. So did either of you guys do the art in it at all? I, I have so little association with the comic book. Yeah, he has nothing to do. With I'm, okay, a, so, I'm a so, promoter, and that's about that's it. Good, that's good. That's all right. You, you need, cool. yeah. you need my sister band. does a lot of good, good, good stuff for that. Oh yeah, his sister is. Uh, she did the cover art uh, for this next issue. Yes, and also my girlfriend. Kristen. Yeah, my sister. <laughs> yeah, it's Kristen Patrishoon. Uh Yeah, I've got some Very pages talented. in this next one, and uh, Chris and I are the co-editors. So we, you know, kind of curate the whole thing, and I do all the uh, formatting and dealing with the printer and. So, are you mostly self-taught with everything? Uh, or did you? Have, I mean, did you guys go to school for anything like digital or, or audio? I went to school for some stuff like um, what's something funny I for, could say? Uh, Disappointment. For college girls. Fucking, <laughs> no, no, I I regret eighty-five to ninety percent of my college experience. Um, but we're probably in the same boat there. So I was I was for speech communication actually. Okay. So I guess I you could kind of say it applied to my life now. Oh, you do um, communicate through speech. I often do. Did you go to Plast- where'd you go? Plastic State? I went to Potsdam. Potsdam, okay. Um, but I did a lot of music while I was there. Uh, so you most guys- of my like, I'm a very musical man. A lot of that was self-taught. So, so, so. where do you, what do you guys play instrument-wise? We both dabble in everything. Yeah, everything I can get my hands on. I do. I teach a lot of guitar. Guitar is kind of the number one thing I do, but I can do other, what, other stuff. What style of music? Because I, I saw Matt. I saw your yours was kind of like uh, I don't know what the the brand of music alternative rock or whatever like kind of felt more like a blink 182 maybe a little harder than that the last i can see that the one you just put out yeah um, it's kind of like punk Pop, rock punk. i don't know which i don't know what would yeah. be the I, it's hard to say it, it it's punk genre, rock, rock and roll it yeah it's I, I do a little bit of everything honestly like i you know i like work a lot with of power chords kind of thing yeah uh he and i play in a he and i being austin i play in a an outlaw country band yeah, that's we, probably we the most like prominent thing right now kind of band we we both just love music. We do a lot of stuff. I, you know, I, a lot I don't play classical. I, I would love to, but I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not good enough. <laughs> you <can> do <laughs> so, so. You play like guitar, I can piano, play the both, both that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or like we yeah. Drums Usually or... he's doing drums and I'm doing guitar. Okay. I'd say that's the most yeah. common thing we do together. But together, there's been other times where that'll be completely different. Yeah, I have records. I play where keyboard I play on your and... record and stuff like that. So, so. what time? What, uh, what age did you guys start with music? About twelve. Seven. Yeah, and then you guys just played all the way through school, like high school, college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was it like just, part of band, part of like the school band, part of just or just you guys jamming out. I was for a while, and then I, I think I got sick of it and I quit. Yeah, yeah. I, I got um, kicked out of my music theory class <laughs> in in high school. Well, no parallel fifths, Matt. They they just they just said he said Matt, I think it'd be best if you didn't return for the next semester. <laughs> and I said why? Ouch. He goes, I just don't think it's working out. And I was like, okay, you, you got broken you can up spare with me. Yeah. So so the um well so I ended up playing the uh, the lovely French horn back in the day and it was kind of the same thing like band was just boring to me because 
I don't think I had like that. Now I look at it like I, pl- I played about a year of guitar, just dabbled in. It wasn't very good, but I could go through enough and get through from point A to point B a little bit. Um, never played the drums, but I love music. So like I just find that at a certain point, you get away from like that structured music class. Like, yeah, to, I do appreciate it though. It taught me a lot of the the basic theory, the stuff that I needed to. Like I can yeah. read sheet music thanks to school band basically. Although I did start doing that on my own, but it helped me refine that yeah yeah and that's and that was one where i could i could read the french horn now if i look at sheet music with like with like uh, piano and stuff it's like I, you know it's tough i haven't really cracked or even like st- really learned the theory of that part but um i just find that there's a lot more originality because they're more common instruments and like getting a french horn or trombone or something like that or clarinet trying to play it versus you know guitar or, or drums or bass or whatever keyboards like, yeah I just that's find a that- shame you know this is kind of a, a tangent but when I moved up here, I uh, I developed a a class where it was one part music appreciation, one part uh, kind of make a band, uh, kind of focusing on kids who do like let's say like elementary school kids or junior high who maybe they do play the French horn, um, you know. So the appreciation part would be uh, cool music that uses that instrument. Like the and Pokemon then, theme. And then the second part would be, you know, oh, forming a band for a performance with some of the other students to perform either, you know, a cover or an original composition to kind of show those kids, like, look, you know, you might be stuck uh, playing school band music, but there's a whole world of expression and creativity. It's just not as prominent in popular yeah. culture. But uh, that could be your thing. Like bands that have the weird instrument yeah. always have like that's their that's their edge. Well, always uh, that didn't work out though. This I I was gonna do that with the strand, and then the leadership changed, and they said we don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. That's that recent. Has, has that been on the podcast yet? Oh, yeah, this talked, this was they, they had leadership changes. Oh, many I mean, times over the years. They just had a recent one, right? No, yeah. this was this was twenty well, twenty eleven. This happened. Oh, okay, yeah. his experience, but it's not a, not no, a new thing. They had yeah, they lost their director in twenty fourteen, I think, as well. They've they've had nothing but interim directors or a director for eh, about a year before they can them or they quit so so are you guys ever involved with the strand for music i mean you guys ever played there yeah i haven't played there oh well i thought you, you did. have right yes i, I did i, I, I attended we we were on screen i saw oh, a debut true. of yes. our uh, music videos we did have th- something in the film festival there together uh but yeah i performed there musically so so for you guys like i mean what's what do you guys do besides i mean there's i know it's something that's like putting in a lot but like Trash Berg, you have obviously the audio, you have the visual, you have, you said music videos, you have the podcast, you have the video of the podcast, you well, have... the music video was not Trash Berg. <laughs> that was different. Yeah, that's just a band. Because then you got, the, yeah. you got the comic books, and then you see like, I was trying to follow a lot of what you guys do, and there's just a lot of different, which is cool, because you guys just see me express yourself It's a little schizophrenic, different- yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, whatever, however we're feeling that day is the creative uh, <laughs> but, but, personality we'll take on. So basically the whole theme is creativity and just pushing stuff out for just content's sake. Like, you know, like we have like, yes, cool I stuff. I mean, that's, and, that's a very modern way to put it, I guess. Yeah. You're like, yeah, no. But, I, and I don't necessarily disagree, but it's I, like, we, there's what, makes, what makes someone produce something? I you know? hate the internet. But there's a create, I mean, there's creative, <laughs> there's a creative por- uh, a portion to it. I mean, you know what I mean? Like even just sitting here talking, I mean, obviously you're talking, you talk to anybody can talk, but just yeah, put, yeah. put it together into some type of format that maybe i mean i'm not super structured we just kind of wing it so i mean if there's like gaps in the podcast it's just naturally gaps in the podcast yeah. we just talk about the next thing which you guys have definitely i think you guys i don't know if, how much structure you guys have i'm sure there's a kind of an itinerary oh, you find super structured yeah so for the most part because you guys you guys flow pretty well through everything but that might just be through time i mean obviously that guys, is through time the earlier episodes yeah, yeah. were you guys just we, yell a little we, bit 
sometimes they, they would and... like uh they'd last like three and a half hours it's like yeah, who the yeah. hell wants to listen to that <laughs> but then we'd, we'd reflect on it and try to do better yeah next time we've too. definitely sharpened it over time to you know we used to actually keep a stopwatch going to yeah. be to make sure we didn't stay on a segment for too long oh really yeah well that was after the first wave of way yeah. too long and then yeah. you would spend a lot of time editing out what yeah. we did too much of anyway so do you guys edit a lot of it or is it pretty much that was in the beginning no, yeah we not anymore we yeah. used to slowly but tapered off we you know i i felt that if we had so first we realized we were going for too long just meandering and it wasn't tight it wasn't entertaining per se uh, then we started using the stopwatch and kind of keeping track of the keeping track. <laughs> <trying to say, laughs> keeping country, the outlaw country there. Yeah, keeping track of the uh, the length of the segments. And my belief was that if I didn't say anything and I just kind of kept time by myself and transitioned us, that naturally we would start to feel where those transitions go after a few months of doing it every week. Mm-hmm. And that is what yeah. happened. Like an internal clock. It'd totally. Like, okay, yeah. So now, like you know, I, I just uh, I I do moderate still and kind of close things up when i feel they need to move on but it's you guys, pretty natural sometimes stuff stretches out because yeah. we have more to say because you but guys we, are probably around I, I would think about five minutes per per topic maybe five to 15 yeah 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 because it and seems then, like yeah and then each, each episode is about an hour to an hour and a half at most yeah it's gotten pretty consistent yeah because i i was listening to some with the uh like i said you guys well actually i want to ask you this i mean having looked at different things i mean what's your viewpoint mostly on plattsburgh i mean you guys pretty positive about most things i mean there's probably a mixture of positive negative because i know some things obviously listening you disagree with some things that you'd like um i'm not a very big political person but i you know like i said people have certain viewpoints i know there's certain things in plattsburgh regarding you know um growth of downtown obviously downtown's been at least the city portion has had some rough points with financing and mm-hmm. and you know with the the taxes and then also i know you guys have talked a lot about the dri and um the downtown revitalization what initiative? Yes, mm-hmm. you got that right. Okay, um, so I know you guys are way more up to up, uh, I guess, up to speed on that. But like, what's your overall take of Plattsburgh? Because obviously, you guys live here, which is a good thing. I mean, if you guys didn't, you guys would have moved out by now or found something different, or unless you're just we're stuck here kind of thing, make the best of it. But like you said, you guys have obviously. I mean, you moved here. Whether it was for college. No, I, I moved here because well, you uh, wanted to. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was a beautiful area I wanted to spend the rest of my life in. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah so, so despite, we, we talked regularly recently about the name and people, there's some people out there who really despise the name Trashburg. Um, but to despite. Be, to be fair, I, w- I was just kind of like drinking alone by myself and thought, this is funny. And I yeah. did it. And then it, it, you know, four years later, here I am. Yeah, yeah, but, but despite that, we, I think we have a much more positive that's a very surface level thing to like be yeah. like, oh, they must hate it because it's trash bird. No, but that's it, not the case. It, it's it's you know, it's like when you love somebody, maybe you maybe you bust on them a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, see, that's, it's breaking balls that, a little bit. That's 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 what I kind of figured. It was it, I could see myself if I was sitting around the campfire with a bunch of buddies and I'm like trash bird, like that's actually pretty funny. And then you start coming up with the idea, and I think what's what's now happened to you guys as you guys have grown and you're starting to get traction and people are starting to listen. And I mean, a lot of people know who you guys are. And like I said, I'm sure you guys, I don't need to tell you guys that, but it's the idea that as it's been growing and growing and growing, people now look at it as, and I think you had said this when we were doing the sip thing with Matt and Ryan was that you guys want to kind of, how do you evolve this into really an authority of, of local news or publication? Cause again, I go back to like Barstool that's been able to take it, and flip it. You guys are doing it kind of from a, a, a funny news aspect, but when I find that, you know, editions of the Press Republican are going down, less people are watching the news, more people are consuming audio, and also you guys are doing it through social media and everything. With you know, you guys have, I mean, obviously the Instagram and, and Facebook and things like that, and the website. But you guys have been able to take 
And the reason I like that is I've been able to do that in the real estate world is take all this kind of stuff and really mesh it and try to make real estate fun versus kind of be this stiff, like buying a house, going through financing paperwork, all this thing that kind of seems boring. And I'm trying to put the fun spin onto it. And it humanizes it. It's like, you know, you're not just like, oh, the real estate agent. You know what I mean? It's like, Mm. it's like, hey, that's a real guy. (laughs) Well, that's yeah, yeah and, and now they put the face, they put the, the voice, they put the, my mannerisms, they put my me stumbling, me mispronouncing stuff. Like all my flaws are out there, so it's not like I'm just putting myself up on a billboard and like who's this yeah. squeaky clean guy? And now they totally. hear me talk, and it's like, oh, this guy's actually, oh, or actually, I saw him locally walking around or doing whatever. So, what is like? So I think you guys are getting a little bit of that where now Trashburg has become you have more a more powerful brand. So I think some people are kind of maybe downplaying it in the sense of it's not um, it's not painting it in the best light. But I think at the end of the day, if you strip it down to what it originally was, like I said, it was kind of a funny thing that you guys did. Yeah. Like you said, bust. And I'd say listen to the show. Balls. Yeah, that's all I would do is like consume consume the content and then and then make the judgment. Don't just go by the name for one thing. Yeah, well, I, I, like, think so I think we, one reason that we well, first I think this, the name signals that we're not afraid to criticize it. We're not. We're not just going to because there is flaws, and I'm, I'm about as pro Plattsburgh as it gets. Like I'm very positive about the future, but there is flaws. There's always flaws. There's yeah, always yeah. something you're working on. There's you're never you're never just going to say you're perfect. I mean, everybody's got yeah, stuff to work on. But it's I, like what we were saying earlier. Like, it's because we care about the place that we're willing to give it a good ribbing about what is wrong with it. You know, so that hopefully it can be better. Most of the time, yeah. the moral of the story of any any time uh, something comes up that's particular negative a lot of the restaurants end up like this too when we talk about restaurants yeah but it's like the bottom line is we want you to be better we want this place to be better and we know like possibly ways that can happen and we want to call out those who are making it worse actively and it's like no no mystery this is small enough of a place too that we can be transparent we do know each other walking on the street and we can like be like look i know this guy and we can do better than this. I know this person is not going about things very well or something. So if that's if that happens on the show, yeah. we, we can do that. Well, you're kind of like that lifelong friend that tells you how it is, like tells yeah, you what yeah. you don't want to hear. Talk, but it's, you know? it's, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> now, we we really have an agenda, like you know, I it's I don't know I don't know how how apparent it is uh, uh, for casual listeners, but you know, the agenda really is to me is to just strengthen the identity of this region i i think that one thing i've heard the whole time i've lived here is you know comparisons to burlington and and one thing that vermont as a state but burlington especially has going for it is a strong identity uh and that's used to market it that's used to i mean that's used in so many ways to improve the overall culture and economy but of you, that area, you I think like most of Vermont too is just rural. It's a small, true, it's not true. Very it doesn't populated. really rep- Burlington doesn't quite represent the rest of the state. But, but 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 like take take New York. New York is one of the what three four three probably basically you take us in California. You can throw yeah. in Florida. You can throw in uh, Texas. You can throw in like mm-hmm. a couple of the bigger states. Um, but at the end of the day, like Vermont is one of the smallest states. Like people would in a national conversation usually you joke about Vermont, Rhode Island, Maine, like as he's like. Wyoming as these very yeah. like one two representative type states. Then all of a sudden you take Plattsburgh where you're trying to compare a corner of one of the biggest states that has New York City, Buffalo, Albany, Syracuse, Rochester, like big name. And then you're saying Plattsburgh. Well, it's not going to live up to, you know, you take Woodstock, Vermont, or you take White River Junction. Right. And now Burlington is their main hub. And then we're looking at it like, well, we got we got New York City. You know what I mean? Like, but then you're trying to identify with the big. So I always find that. We're unfortunately up against 
the biggest that we can go up against in our neighboring state. Totally. Which really puts us, at, I think, at a disadvantage, but I think we have a lot of positives that are going to slowly... Just even in terms of, like, access to resources and, and it just... <laughs> we, we've got it pretty damn good up here. I think that people... You know, people joke about Plattsburgh being this vacuum that sucks people back in, like they try to leave. But you know why you come back? Because you go to some big city and uh, to use some presidential nomenclature, uh, it's a shithole. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it, this is a good place to live. This like, is a like, very... Oh, now that I've left, I find that other places suck too. Yes, but there's, well, there's a lot it's... of good here and it's small enough that we can have a tight grip on our identity and really create a culture that is ours and ours alone where we don't have to import everything. We don't have to, you know, it doesn't have to be all big box stores. It doesn't have to be all like, you know, this corporate stuff that we don't really identify with as North country people. Like we can, we can do for ourselves a lot of, you know, even just access to local food is incredible up here. You can't eat this well in a lot of other cities. So, so one of the, one of the things that we've, we've kind of, branded as as our uh slogan at the company is local matters what's funny about like what you guys do is the fact you guys like you both work at the co-op right or you do i I do i'm a member owner which which i didn't (laughs) i didn't know about this like i used to i went to the co-op like a week ago i like i drive by it every single day i used to go a lot but it's the idea that like the the little local spots we're a local independent company you guys obviously you know whether it be trashburg whether it be um you know the co-op uh, what do you guys do, like, your day jobs? I do a lot of music teaching. Okay. That's kind of my bread and butter is I teach private lessons for typically guitar and some other stuff, too. Like I played violin professionally, so I teach that a oh. little bit. I'm phasing that out just because I don't play it as much anymore, and guitar is a lot more fun. It. Um, and I also run open mic nowadays, and so I get paid to do that. Okay, cool. And I do inventory management for the food co-op. Okay. So, but you guys are, like I said, are very local. I mean, aspects of you oh, yeah. know, small businesses and... Um, you know, what I think is kind of cool is that we're taking like a local matters theme of you talk about restaurants, you talk about, I, I look at all the podcasts that have popped up recently. I know it's like, I've always wanted to, I mean, I've been wanting to do one for a couple of years, Matt Craig, Ryan Gwinnup. I know uh, Matt Waite's got one, Ryan Lee's got one, you guys have one and there's more, I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure. I mean, how many podcasts do you think there are total? Yeah, I'd say 12. 12? <laughs> Conservatively. dozen. Dozen? Okay. So I'd, I'd say, you know, I have shows that have a regular fair, output. I yeah. I, I, about fair. a dozen. Okay. So you take a dozen, but I think that's even kind of cool from a local standpoint. You talk about the music, you talk about, I mean, Battle of Plattsburgh's happening this weekend, which mm. is obviously a local event. Very, 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 I mean, right in the heart of the whole area. Um, so, I mean, what do you guys think from that standpoint? Because, I mean, I always, I, I ask certain guests depending on who they are, but like you guys, obviously, like I said, you live here, you want the area to be better. So, like, what's local matters mean to you guys? I mean, is that something you guys really focus on a lot? Is that something that just is, because I think you guys implement it in your own way. And like I said, it is a creative way of doing it. So there's an art form to it. There's, even though some people might look at it and say, well, why are they talking about someone taking a shit outside of our house bistro? But at the end of the day, it's just, it's, you're putting the spin on. It's like, like someone taking a shit on my front lawn. I'm going to talk yeah, about yeah. it. But, but, it, but it's, it's a funny thing. Like you can take everything you guys talk about, like there, there's just so much going on and you guys use the city well. Um, you guys use all yeah, these yeah. different things. So, I mean, I, f- I find that you guys are very much in the heart of Plattsburgh, um, doing at least giving a voice to like, we're in a certain way that people never had it before. Cause like you said, if you take, you take the news coming out of the press Republican that's been around forever, you take the news coming out of WPTZ and then you guys have 
basically self-funded or you know i know you guys get donations and stuff but you're doing it from a house you're doing it I, I would apartment. say i would say it's uh it is well we actually do have a, a studio space downtown where you we moved out of the apartment mm-hmm. thank god um it is not so much self-funded as it is community funded. Yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah, because I know you guys. So, I mean, talk about that. Like, because you guys do have, like I said, there, there is support. I mean, you guys have a fairly good listener base. What do you have to say? Because I have a very long-winded. Oh, I mean, thing that, trying that to kind of, yeah, kind of wound around. Um, I guess local. What does local matters mean to me? Uh, yeah, I guess it, it is just kind of empowering people to produce. Like we see a lot of potential. I think we both see a lot of potential in the place and the people and the infrastructure and everything. And so it's really just uh, maximizing that potential of the people around us, um, and maybe setting an example for that too. Uh, because, like, like Matt said, like it doesn't have to be all big box. We don't have to have fucking Chick Fil A come in or something like that. Doesn't have to be our culture. Have you been to Chick Fil A? The sandwiches I haven't. I would never I have go not. there. I, I don't like it. No, no I, I've been twice, and both times I've been disappointed. But that doesn't have to be our culture. You know, like it, no. We talk a lot about when it comes to the DRI, there's a lot of open, empty storefronts. There's a lot of failed businesses in town. And those people, maybe it was beyond their control, but maybe it was just the wrong people opening businesses and operating them poorly. But we believe, like it's just so, it seems so obvious to me that we could make that thrive again. It's very much within our reach. I mean, to me, I really I almost... Uh, militantly at a time in my life when I was a younger, angrier man, uh, ha- I, I think the internet is something that, you know, I believe in, in divide and conquer. That's a real thing. If you want to break up things, if you want to centralize power, you need to kind of break up the power that you're trying to take over, you know? So I pit it against itself. Yeah, so if you can kind of take like the American you know, public and pit them against themselves and, and kind of divide them and conquer them. Like it's much easier to centralize power, which is what corporate America does. It's that, that is how our government is run. Like the marriage between the corporate state and the government. It's so, I mean, we're so yeah. deep into that right now. And I think Plattsburgh is a place where you can have a respite from that. And so to me, like the local matters thing really motivates everything I do. So I, I think the internet is, bad for us i think that it kind of gives us a homogenized monoculture and so was it always like that it wasn't always like that i I read a really 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 good article a little like a couple years ago called uh the next internet is tv yes i i that's true (laughs) but because now we just have a couple channels you flip through the channels you flip through twitter you you flip through youtube you flip through whatever now you have the internet used to be a wild wild west and it's you know apple curates your news to your iphone automatically through legislation mostly it it's i mean they've legislation they had to really put a stranglehold on the openness of the internet yeah and you know we worry about you know like uh fast lanes or slow lanes for different servers and kind of filtering content through that you know you hear about things about uh pippa and whatever but moving beyond that uh i think that if you know people are on the internet either way no matter how i feel about it personally if i want to talk to the people if i want to get a message to the people that's where they are so if i'm going to make content i'm going to make content that is locally focused because i want people to have a stronger local identity and not necessarily have to eat the crap that the that the overlords are trying to give them i know this sounds very paranoid in a way but i'm using big sweeping generalizations to describe the you know the situation one because it's funny but two because and it really is what's happening you know like we like 
corporate America does not want Plattsburgh to have a strong, small, right, independent, right, right. small business like, economy. You know how hard it is to run a small business, like yeah. in New York State, especially. Yeah, that's not yeah. what. But you know, we can do that for ourselves here. Like we have a pretty fertile ground for having a strong economy, identity, culture, all those things. And you know, I'm not trying to make it. I know saying having a, an, an identity is like a a touchy subject right now politically. I'm not trying to put any sort of like a alt right spin on that. <laughs> I'm just saying like. We can have a strong local culture where we have yeah. our own arts, have our I mean, own food, have our own music, have our own entertainment. That's right, what, right. What I mean. It's almost we like you're rely on our own businesses, make our own money. It's like you're provoking people to to identify as a someone from Plattsburgh rather than like someone from a global right which scale, the, which like is kind of the trend. Everything the global community doesn't you know? exist really. I mean, we we rely on that. The globalization is, is right, because of the mass happens, scale of, but, of media, and, but and really, everything. like we don't. We're, we're not we're not what's happening in california and plattsburgh you know we're we are we are like we are what's happening here and i think that we can have more control right. over we that and so we don't have to ignore what's happening right around us in order to consume you right know, so the local matters for me like is that. like everything i do is to the rubric of does this further the agenda of helping to create a strong local identity through or that's through entertainment arts culture comedy food whatever that is, I want people to be proud of where they are, you know, where they're from, what they're doing, their time here, even if they're only transient people, like, you know, it's hard for college kids to sometimes respect the city. And that's been a problem. I've held community forums on that where we had college kids harassing and disrespecting the community uh, in some very extreme ways over the years. Uh, And I think it's hard for a college kid to move into this town where everyone's kind of down on it. Everyone sees it as like the like, you know, this like gross kid brother to Burlington. It's like, you know, they just they talk bad about it. And so if you're like some college kid, especially you're like, you know, coming from a bigger area, uh, you're going to be like, oh, I'm stuck in this like shitty little like backwoods college town. And you're not going to respect the culture here. You know, it's like yeah. it's a it's a huge issue. Just not not being proud of what we have here. So, you know, not to get too deep, but that's that's kind of why. I do what I do and I try to do it in a way that puts a little sugar in the medicine because I think if I look at any strong activist from throughout history, they, you know, it's not the people who are talking politics a hundred percent of the time. You know, they're the people who kind of lead by example. And before you know it, you're going along with their cause and you didn't even realize why, but you know, it's, it's, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's local matters, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I, we get, I, I always love to just a little, tag on the end of that i just love getting people who do to come up and they're like yo i just saw that like i just listened to the trash cast or i watched the trash casting that's so funny like and it really engages people and i like that they can walk up to me and be like yo that was really cool like thank you for doing that and long term is you know we'll be doing another voter's guide when it's time to vote mm. and i've already you know once i ran for public office i you know i was not ready i learned a lot and i do intend to run again yeah Finally, clamp down with an iron fist on this place and remove <laughs> and your enemies. Firestorm, dis- disappear them <laughs> block the, by block. Photoshop the uh, certain opponents out of this. <laughs> no so, more history. So, um, so have you guys? Like I said, you, you ran once for public office. Have you guys done anything political? I mean, obviously, you guys, like I said, have you know you're you're caught up. I would say enough on the issues, more much more than the average person is. Would you agree on that? 
I'd, I'd say. I yeah. Would say. I mean, you're pretty educated I'm, on stuff. I'll, I'll be honest, I'm, but I don't think yes. the bar is very high. I'm very yes, uneducated I, I would when it comes say, to yes, local that, politics. That's a good way to put it's it. Like it. We are, but the bar is very low. Yeah. yeah. It's either, do you know nothing, or you know, like, something you read one time. Like headlines. Yeah. And then, you, and then yeah. obviously, and then the ones go deep into it. Yeah, but I mean, most people are either gonna, nothing or we can kind of connect the dots by having different things, different people, different, you know, we have five or six articles we can over time start to connect like a network of the story you know mm -hmm. to create continuity there for someone yeah um okay so the other thing i had for you guys when you guys did the live stream was it live stream live events at city well how many people were there in the audience oh not quite 20 i think it was like yeah, 17 or 18 around that that's a pretty good number though yeah and it, the thing the that was really cool is that by the end of the night it just turned into a town hall forum yeah, like yeah. people were just having an, a discussion yeah, amongst them like among as a group you know a, really like cool. a moderated discussion i started watching i didn't get through the whole thing i watched probably the first 15 minutes of it and but i don't I mean, again, I was kind of doing stuff, so I was listening more than watching it, but it, mm -hmm. it was more of the table you guys were focusing on, right? Cause, but, so I couldn't know how many people were actually there. But Right, and that's something that when we do the next one, we'll be working to... Different angles or something. Because we, yeah, we didn't yeah. know that people yeah, were no, going to Yeah, no, I did not so expect active. that many people to come or act that way. Yeah, we're, we're going I, in I was, totally blind. I was expecting maybe five, six of like kind of buddies. I was thinking, like, first time doing yeah, anything. Yeah. We that's have what couple, I thought. We have a couple of events coming up, and I'm like, uh, we might have like one person show up. We could have 20. I don't know. But it sounds like the uh, like 17 people people to me seems like quite a bit and then obviously as you do more was it pretty well well attended i mean not attended but uh well uh received big time yeah that, like mm -hmm. m again it was really i'd say an overwhelming success to the point where we when we talked about doing it again we kind of had to like take stock of like oh we can't just like bullshit on this like kind of with the podcast too the podcast was just we would do just a straight up satire of the local news and the podcast developed to be sort of a long-form satire of local news until we started to realize that people were saying, hey, this is my only form of local news. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, time to take this more seriously. Where, again, that was the hope, you know, that it, it could maybe educate people to a degree. But as it becomes more and more real, you kind of refocus and go, wow, okay, I can't, I can't mess around. I got to, like, make sure I'm doing this right because it is kind of like, you know, public duty it's a civic engagement mm -hmm. no no for a lot of the stories that you get i mean do you guys research the stories pretty well i mean is it something that you, no. you might read or is it straight off like hey what what we're reading basically in this article and taking our viewpoint based off of this viewpoint so, I, pretty I, much we, i mean sometimes you might do some yeah but for the most part it's like we just bring in our own experience to okay. me I, th I think what's powerful about the show is that um I, i've you know, I talked to a lot of people who go, wow, you know, sometimes I think the show is too smart for me. And it's like... <laughs> that's that's a compliment. <laughs> yes, and I, I don't like that. Yeah, because yeah. I think that reading the newspaper should not be too smart for the average citizen. That's like, that's not okay. Um, and, yeah. you know, I have a lot of thoughts about public schools and like how... Um, you know how the how the national uh, intelligence has dropped over the centuries. <laughs> it's like pretty insane uh, stuff that is college reading now was grade school reading. You know, way back in the day. Um, but all that aside, we're, we're we're we got what we got. So I don't know. Like I think what's powerful about the show is it's not well researched. It's the average citizen giving their raw impression to the news. And I think that kind of normalizes the idea that you can read the news. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to be researching all these topics. You can you are still entitled to a, an opinion and a reaction to what's happening to you. And I think that sometimes people go, 
well, I, I'm not super political, so I, I'm, you know, I'm not going to get involved in that. I don't know. It's like yeah. those things like still they think affect they you. They have to know the story to to jump right. In. There, you have to be some expert to have to, you know, to have a to have a reaction or have an opinion about yeah. a thing. And it's like, you know, that's not realistic. And whether you want to have an opinion or not, these issues are still going to affect you and dictate the way life around you is going to work. So you got to start somewhere. And if all you got is just like a raw, uninformed opinion. Start there, and just yeah, we work try to up. Keep it accessible in that way. Yeah, so, and I used to do that more, but I, I think I dropped off. Try to do that some more, okay? Because there's times where it's like something will come up, and I might have an idea of the answer, I might know something about it, but I'll I'll play a little bit more like ignorant, basically, and just be like, well, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean for the average person? Like, yeah, like, hey, I'm a lay person. It's what does for that mean? the listener. It's you know, not like, for us. You know, because half the time I'm not lying. I'm just like, I don't even know what, what this is relevant toward. Like, let's make it explicit. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that would make that uh, easier to get into. For I people. want the news to be funny, cool, and accessible. Yeah, <laughs> probably, no, I, I would. I would never expect someone to tell us that our show is too smart. For that. <laughs> but I think it's that's really kind of like e- easily digestible, though. You know, like I said you guys, you guys put it out, and there's there's stuff. I mean, as as funny as it can, like I said, you guys do put the spin on it. There's some stuff I listen to. I'm like. That makes sense, or that's a good point, or that's a good viewpoint that maybe was different than the story or the average person. But I think you guys are very in tune with. You guys are all in tune with what you believe, but for most part, do you guys think that you are all very similar in thoughts or very different? Like, if you bring four people on the show, we're pretty different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you I'd guys think that you disagree? I say disagree. I mean, not, I, not I really would, debating stuff. I mean, you debate stuff here and there. There's debates on on the thing, but it's not. <sighs> I've tried to tailor the show to run the gamut from sort of pretty extremely left-leaning to further right-leaning to, you know, not so right that it's getting into uh, any sort of nationalism, uh, but, you know, more conservative-leaning, I guess I should say, rather than right-leaning, to uh, just straight-up apolitical, like someone who's just not informed at all and doesn't know where they stand. I've, I've tried to make sure the show maintains that spectrum yeah i think we kind of jump around intentionally almost like to disorient people a little bit so that you you might not even know what we believe or that it challenges you to think well what well, do you believe i've had well, someone well, recently say wow listening to the trash cast makes me realize how far left and how far right i am at the same time and i think that most people <laughs> live in a gray area and the idea yeah. of these binaries of red state blue state oh, are just made up it's just made up to again divide and conquer and that's Wait. not real and so <laughs> whether it's one side or the other i think we do need to like kind of smuggle in one logic to one of those sides so people can see it from a voice that they trust perhaps and, but and if, think in a new way yeah no, but if you think about take take national politics take the, a presidential race sure. that is very binary that's your red blue you're you're democrat you're republican but the thing is, when you're talking about upstate New York, you're talking. Then you talk about maybe the elderly in Florida. Then you talk about the you know people down in, in you know maybe Southern California that are dealing with things down in L.A. Or talking about Middle America. You're talking about. I mean, in order to group all those people together, we do not experience the same things as probably eighty percent of the country. You know, th- things that are happening in you know Detroit, Michigan aren't happening here that are different than maybe something that's happening in Louisiana that's happening in Utah. Totally, yeah. So the fact that you're having one person run at, in a position that for all intents and purposes is the head person of your country or figurehead or is there one person is a full branch of our, you know, tri, the tri-branches. Um, 
But then if you bring that down and then you start getting more localized, I find that there's much more gray area. There's much more that red and blue mm-hmm. now become more of a, a middle ground where right, right. the associations matter much less on this scale. Yeah. Like if you, if I was to take myself politically, I don't, I don't deal a lot with politics, but there's things I lean more right on. There's things I lean more left on, but you would not, I could not go. I've never had a presidential candidate or even someone in the state that you could go down and be like, checks every box mm-hmm. i could pre- totally yeah. i could get pretty damn close locally i think there's some local people that come on and i'm like you know what I, my viewpoints are very similar to them i might be off on if you give us 10 major things we might be off on one or two but we're, we align pretty well and i bet you most people that run i could probably agree with 80 percent of what they're agreeing on and then i think it comes down to the person and their attitude and maybe they're you know i, I um effort level a little bit because i think yeah. there's some people you get in there that are kind of lazy and they're in there i'm like why you're not really doing much you're talking more than you're doing with action yeah um so i mean <laughs> what do you guys because i know you guys do touch a lot on politics obviously there's you know you guys should have viewpoints but the one thing for you guys you just talked about there's only really one person on your show that i can actually point to and i'm like i know exactly which kind of on on the spectrum they are i find that both of you guys are very moderate i think sometimes you lean more one way than sometimes the other way, depending on the subject. And there's some stuff like I agree on. There's some stuff that I'm like, don't agree with them, but it's, you know, but I still, I still take it in stride and say, you know what? It's still funny. They have an opinion. I'm totally good with anybody having an opinion or having a discussion or trying to come with, you know, get a viewpoint out, not necessarily to force you to switch sides, but I think it's just more to maybe sympathize with the other side a little bit. So when you guys talk about, um, you know, the, like say the political scene, I mean, what, What's your thought on that when you talk about the binary, the you know red versus blue versus now more again more localized? Do you guys do you guys align with that? Do you think that's true, hmm. or do you think that there is a very big gap between one side and the other? I don't believe that. Yeah, binaries I don't. I don't think about exist. it much. Really. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the less we pay attention to that, even as a thing, the better. Uh, yeah. I think. I think that it exists. It's like uh, how do I put this? You know, it, it's like it's like this collective thing that we're all holding up. But if we just all let go of it, mm-hmm. it'll just disappear. It float, like that's an idea away. that only exists because of our collective yeah. mind saying it exists. The, the binaries much. don't it's, exist. It, it's it's almost like what you're saying with the local stuff. It's like it's funny how you know exactly, and you could call it whatever you want, but you know exactly where you fall on issues when it's right in your own backyard. Yes, you know 100%. when it, when you're going to see the effects tomorrow, you know what you want. Mm-hmm. And you know what you want to happen and what you're going to do. Um, and I think that's pretty much, it's not the only thing that matters, but it's probably the most important thing by far, whether comparing that to some kind of uh, general election I for mean, a figurehead. Let me let me put it this way real quick. The, the thing that I think that is very important is often misunderstood by the general public is that most federal legislation and most like very wide-reaching legislation, it doesn't start from the top down. Um, it's from the bottom up. So uh, what happens a lot of time is somebody has an agenda. They will find a place where the voting block or the politicians in power in that area will go along with this agenda. They will institute it. They will have other senators in other places uh, try to pass similar copycat laws to the point where it becomes an issue that they want to take to a federal level. Um, you know, that's, that's how, that's how you change the culture is by looking at the United States and looking at politics as a bunch of little building blocks and starting at the lowest levels and moving up to the federal level. 
And I don't think enough people really think about how much power there is in having strong local government, local like participation in government. And if if you have a change you want to see on a national level, affect that change in your community first. Yeah, it's and like you a will legal see. precedent in a court. It's like have a. That's exactly what it is. You, know, you, you, you have know, a precedent. That's how it works. I mean, you can look up. There's something called ALEC. A E L C. I'm not going to get too deep into it, but you know, it's something we've had uh, local forums on here. We've had, you know, uh, I think Bill Owens was at the press conference they had about it a couple years ago. Hmm. Um, you know, it's a real, it's a real thing. That's really how things happen. And I, I think that sometimes because of these giant, big red, blue binaries and these like red state, blue state, you forget that it's really on you <laughs> as an individual to vote for what you want to see happen where you are, because that's how those changes happen is from a local level upward. It's mm. not really almost ever from the federal level downward yeah. with, with very rare exceptions, you know, like the right, Patriot right. act or something, you know, like, you know, a declaration of war. There's, there are times where it is federal and that's that, but that's, you know, I don't know. That's what I got to say about yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> it's important to get yeah, involved. So make the make the changes you want to see in your own community. And you know what? Plattsburgh is a place where it's really damn easy to do that. Yeah. True. Well, I think the one thing with being a local community, I mean, you can talk to, I'm sure each of you know someone that's in a position of either town council or the city council or the oh, county yeah. legislator. Um, I mean, it just like even I've had on the, I've had Mike Cashman on this. I've had Billy Jones on this. I've had, you know, we've had people that are, you know, on, and they're, they're easy, easily accessible, which is different from, again, I'm, I'm not ever probably going to meet a president in person. If I do, it's going to be nothing more than a handshake, you know, totally, same, yeah. probably the same thing with anybody that's in our state. Like if I ever met a state governor, the state governor's going to be at a meet and greet and I might just like randomly run by and make small talk, but I can have, you know, Billy Jones come here, Mike Cashman come here, whether it be someone on the county legislator come here, talk to me for an hour and a half to two hours about whatever, but you can have, and one of the things Mike said, he's going to go to grocery shopping and run into a bunch of people and he loves talking to people. Um, and I think it's the idea That's that- That's great. But it's the idea that you can go out, fully get that first person example instead of the, hey, we're going to see what's on the national news, which to be honest, I, I, I don't watch any national news because nothing- when you talk about like affecting the local community, like if something's happening, like you guys said, on Margaret Street, I'm going to be affected by that because even if it's filling in a pothole on Margaret Street, that's going to have more effect on my life than whatever's yeah. going down, honestly, it's south of the border. I know in a grand scheme of things, you got to keep certain things, whether it be border or drugs or, you know, like I said, war or something like that. Like it does have an effect on you, but not as much as some little thing would affect me because something little, even though it's something little closer to me is going to have way more impact than something big thousands of miles away. Yeah, I think you're on the right track. There. So, yeah. So I think, I don't know. And then back to you guys, I just think you guys have a pretty good handle on that. And I, I like the aspect of you guys, even though it might be kind of uh, tongue in cheek at times, you're trying to move the area forward for the totally. better. Totally. And it's only yeah, tongue in cheek because I think that makes it easier for a lot of the people who are kind of disengaged right now to become engaged. Cause I, I think that sometimes people think that politics and news and all that stuff is too boring, too formal and it's not the way that they talk and it's not the way that they yeah. think. And so they think that it's just not for them. I think, I think we're just goofy, but yeah, yeah but, but you know, I it's think, like we imagine us trying to do it serious. It'd be totally different. But, oh you know, yeah. Like it's not our natural mode. But anyway. it's not, it's not like the, 
the um, intentions aren't serious. It's more sure, like sure. it's like it's hey, like, it you is know, how we you, talk. Yeah, but you got to be a clown. You got to be a but, clown. But, yeah. but you guys do it authentically, though. Like, right, you know we're in, we like, are it's interested. Not like you're putting sure. on, it's not like you just jump on and put on a show because like you guys are talking right now. Like you do on tra- like when I listen to Trash Cast, you guys sound the same. Like, well, I mean, we are I mean, performers. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> we are performers. Maybe a little bit, but I think you guys really, you know, you guys are good at that, and, and I think you guys say what people think kind of deal at times. Yeah, sure. I some, so. There's some stuff that yeah, I think like, we're both dysfunctional enough that we're not afraid well, to blurt out something. I, actually, I, w- I would say, I would say you guys, you guys are fine. <laughs> well, no. Like, I, I don't know how many listeners or downloads you get, but you're fine enough projecting it onto a microphone that you know more than just the people in the room are going to hear. Well, that's it, another thing I try not to think about too much. Yeah, yeah well, you can't, you can't, because that's going to, that's going to really, like, that's the one thing I've gotten as I've done the podcast. My, my thought process is usually just, I sometimes forget I'm on the mic besides the fact that I'm moving to make sure I can still hear it in my damn ear. But other than that, <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, it's, it's all going good. So also for you guys, um, I, so we have, like I said, I t- we talked about the band. Um, what is, I mean, how long have you guys been doing that? And do you have anything going forward? Or is that just something you guys do for fun, the two of you? I mean, is that stuff you ever try to grow? Is it just more of a hobby? Is that... Oh, we, yeah, we, we've we got have plans for growth. World domination for sure. plans, Definitely. usually. Which I figured, but... Like, like arenas anything. And arenas, yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, like, well, we got the original band, The Mountain Carol. Um, yeah, The Mountain Carol, we're, we're in the middle of recording an album locally at Wayward Sound Studio. Where's that? It is... Uh, uh, it's just behind Campus Corner. Pine Street. Pine Street, yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's kind of full hidden. service. Okay. Uh, it is. It is kind of a hidden gem, I'd say even. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a full service recording studio. It's the most professional studio. Well, second most professional. <laughs> stu- <laughs> I gotta say, I was in a, a couple nice studios in this in spec in Syracuse. But uh, I mean, it's the nicest studio we have in the region. Oh yeah. I'd say, especially you know this side of the of the lake. So a lot of local people do record there? No, not, not enough. A lot. Oh, really? I would say not no. I really? I've never even heard of it. There's so not a bunch of local artists who are recording original music. You know, more just covers and stuff. Well, but there could be. They're not even recording. I, I think they're. I, I think this is uh, something where there's a lot of untapped potential. Yeah, this is another kind of local matters thing. I know plenty of people who write original songs. Some of them are as young as like ten years old, and I meet them through teaching them, and they're good songs. Um, and I know you know adults. So and why I know wouldn't they older record? People. Is it just more just because they're holding maybe, themselves back? Yeah, I would say in so bit. many words, yeah. in so yeah. many words. I mean, but we did an album that, uh, you know, Seven Days, which is the alternative paper out of Burlington. Yep, yep. Uh, they named it their local album of yeah, the year. Yeah, we, we got the number one which one? album. Yours? Uh, yeah, an album that we recorded right at Wayward Sound Studio in Plattsburgh. Yeah. So it's like, it's a competitive studio. It, it's a very good studio. Yeah. And, and it obviously has access for anybody to go record. If oh you yeah, want to yeah, book yeah. time or, or it's it's a business. Yeah, so, it's open for business. Yeah, so, so who who I mean I've never even like I said this is it's th- so it's run by James Ward who used to own uh, the Chicago Taco. Uh, okay. He sold it a number of years ago. Uh, he also owns uh, Grow Buddies, mm-hmm. the uh, hydroponics mm-hmm. store. But uh, yeah, it, I, it's only been open for about two years. Uh, we were on the first records. I think the second album they ever recorded there. Yeah. Uh, but we're in the middle of a new album right now with the Mountain Carol that we're getting ready to release probably early next year. Probably. So how many how it's many albums have you guys done? Uh, we just did the one album. We have like yeah. a, like an EP, like a single yep. that we did. Yeah, we did that independently. And then uh, what's EP the stand for? Extended play single. They did, okay, because yeah, LP that's, is that's long, totally LP long, long play. It's a long playing record, so it's kind of like, it's like you know. Flo- no, I put on my floppy disk. Yeah, like, that's total holdover from like. Decades it, it ago. Which one, just means the, like it's it's a it's a really short album. Which, yeah. which one? EP. EP. Yeah, it has three songs yeah. on it. Okay, so it's just kind of a quick like a few, yeah, it's like a fifteen like minutes longer than a, longer than a single, shorter than an album. So it goes single much. EP LP. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Is there anything after an LP? Double LP. Yeah, double LP. Oh, is it really? Triple okay. LP. And LP, you know what LP means? Long play. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the only thing is extended play and long play. Okay, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and that's just, yeah, that is held over from actual vinyl records. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a lingo they came up with at the Yeah. Day. Yeah. Okay. So, no, that's, um, but I never, yeah, I never heard of them. And I think, so the one thing that I, I, I find that there's a lot of references that you guys make, even though it's local, that there's some stuff I've never even heard of, but I find it fascinating because I think you guys, you guys know about a lot about the area that I think some people don't, whether that be just through stumbling upon it or just connections with people or whatever. But I think I'm a little obsessed. <laughs> I mean, do, do you like actively go out and find like little weird yes. like, like things about Plattsburgh that people don't know about? Yeah. I mean, I, I collect books about Plattsburgh. I, I have my own little uh, Plattsburgh archive in my, especially, in my yeah, home. Especially local music and tapes Especially and local That's music. Thing. Yeah, it's so like, what, like a music uh, history. So like what? Yeah, like you, like what's the music? Because this, again, this is new to me. So I kind of, I always tell people the theme of this show is just people I like to talk to or think are interesting. So I, I do mean, kind of find you guys from a creative standpoint, but obviously like that, that's pretty cool too. So like what? There's a long tradition of like a, of I'd say folk and country type music in the area that goes back. I mean, I think the oldest thing in my collection is a is an LP, like an actual LP record, like a 12 inch record from Donna Hoerg. Uh, oh, yeah, that she recorded in the late 60s and she's a uh, you know she still plays uh she's you know her health is she's not she's not in great health right now and that has compromised her playing but you know you might have seen her at the uh palmer street coffee house at the uh you know the Unitar- unitarian universalist church on palmer street mm. they'll do with the coffee house events like every month or so and they'll have a uh, you know live folk music uh so i have a record that she put out in the 60s that's really good and uh, i have some tapes that local guys did, uh, like Stan Ransom or uh, Whitey Keys or Don Perkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put out in the 90s. Uh, I'm missing a big gap of 80s music. That I have some stuff that was recorded uh, in the, I want to say, late 50s, early 60s on Clinton Street. There was a huge fire on Clinton Street at some point, I think, in the 60s. But there was a really uh, active recording studio on Clinton Street. And you can find on YouTube... Uh, some records that people have like put up the music from that were recorded right in Plattsburgh on Clinton Street. Um, yeah, we've got a pretty rich musical history. And then, you know, basically anything from like the late 90s till today, I've got a copy of almost everything. I, I got a lot of stuff from when the uh, the Quake, the WQKE at uh, SUNY Plattsburgh, their college station, they were getting rid of their CD collection and I plundered the entire local section <laughs> just to kind of document oh, yes. and archive like you know, what our area has to offer. Cause again, I really believe in having a strong local culture. Yeah. So, yeah I think it's there. So what, what, um, who are more of like the bigger name bands, acts, singers over the last like 20 years? I mean, since we've been alive, I mean, uh, one of the biggest exports we've had was lucid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, they do more kind of jam kind of, yeah, they remind me of like a uh, rusted root or something, or I don't know how to put it. I mean, they're pretty diverse though. Cause they have several singer songwriters in the band, Contributing song, yeah. They were just I, doing I a music video. Criminally under listened to them. I'm pretty sure I that knew, all of them exposed. have. I, 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 maybe not all five members, but I, I believe at least three members have been writing songs for the all band. Right. That uh, makes although sense. Kevin they, Sabrin thinking about them, that makes sense. Is the key songwriter. Uh, Hello Control, uh, oh, yes, we yes. talked about earlier, is a Which, you know like a pop punk band yeah. from the area that that did really well. You said they're coming, they're getting back together, kind of. They, they is it the same. Is out, it the same they, lineup? The original guys? Yeah, they 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 uh they did a single a number of months ago, and they're getting ready to do something new uh, very soon that I don't know the details of. But Ryan Ryan Hayden and I, the uh, what is he the he's the uh, bassist, I believe. 
Is he? Yeah, I think so. So yeah. I, I don't know. Who's the four? Who's the? There's four guys, right? Yeah, there's uh, Mikey Lemieux, Ryan Hayden. Uh, <laughs> I don't know Milo. Oh, Milo yeah, and uh, well, Andrew Mike? Schwartz was Mike in that. Oh, Mike! I just said Mike, Mikey, Mikey, oh, okay. and Andrew. Uh, Andrew's not with the band anymore. Andrew lives too far away. <laughs> so, okay, so the rest of them are they're still. I mean, obviously, I know Mikey. Yeah. Mikey's the only one I know of that. I know of Milo. The other guy, Ryan. I don't. You said Ryan. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't. I don't know him. But Ryan Hayden. Uh, he was on the last episode of the Trash Cast. He's a he's a friend of the show, and he locally he he does uh, audio production and engineering. Yeah. So those are kind of the two big ones. I mean, they're, they're original music, and, right? Yeah, and then Andrew Andrew Stortz is a like a really top shelf uh, tattoo yeah, artist. Yeah, he's a great. Great tattoo. Yeah, and he actually has a really successful podcast called uh, "What Books Closed," I think. Oh, I didn't know that. It books closed. It doesn't sound normal when I say out, out, books out loud. Books closed. It, he's I, a local guy too. No, uh, he well, he was. Well, he was he, in the he band. Moved, and I think he moved, he moved to. Oh, gotcha. uh, I want to say New Hampshire, even. But uh, I don't know. He yeah, he's a very successful new something. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> podcaster and tattoo artist, and the tat the the podcast is about tattooing. It's about tattoo oh, okay. culture because. You know, because like with uh, Kat Von D uh, had like a TV show, I think on like the Discovery Channel or whatever, the, yeah, yeah, whatever right. the real, uh, what's that crap called? Reality television. Uh, <laughs> a, whatever channel did all the, all the reality television. Yeah. You know, you know, tattoo culture got kind of poisoned. <laughs> and so he was like, hey, oh, let, let, let's do a show about like, uh, like real tattoo culture. And it, like it the actual art of it. Yeah. And it yeah. really, it, it took really off. took off. It's a really oh, cool show. Anyway. Do, do we count on the list? Because we got number one spot. Do we need more time to be part of the biggest? Uh, oh, and exports? I would, I would say, I would say the the greatest export in recent years <laughs> is, of course, the Mountain Carol, which is our our, our award winning band. Because like, who else could? I mean, if we're gonna put a number three up. I would I, of course. Lucid Hello Control, and then yeah. in the last twenty also, years. I, I'd I'd say Adrian Shameless Ar- Strangers. Shameless Strangers. Adrian Ardvark is one of the most prolific artists yeah. slash bands in the region. And you know, and then also like Mythology is a true, local true. black metal band yeah. that is like nationally well respected for being a really good black really metal band. Like for that subculture. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. People people dig that band. Cool. Um, That's you awesome. know, some other good local metal bands like Theta. Um, you know, we we really we really run the gamut of a uh, you know genres, but it kind of goes from like folk to black metal. Yeah. <laughs> also, a lot of great hip hop from the region, surprisingly. So you rap. Is that true? Yes. Expand yes. on that or no? Is that, uh, well, that's the short Yeah. So, I mean, I, I grew up uh, in kind of like an all black culture and grew up listening to hip hop music. Where did you go to high school? Uh, in Syracuse, New York. No, but where? Well, I went to high school at uh, the extremely white Faith Heritage School. Uh, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I know so, I've heard of them. Yeah. So I was, uh, yeah, I was in public school up until seventh grade and then. Uh, it was just, it was very weird for me in high school because I went to high school with a a bunch of people that I never talked to outside of school. <laughs> you know, I'd like leave school and then go live my other life. <laughs> was was Faith Heritage a private school? Yeah. Uh, we actually played, our high school played them in soccer in like the late 90s. Oh, I believe that, huh. yeah. Yeah. They have, they have a very, very, uh, very successful soccer team there. I remember in, in Spanish class, I got yelled at by the teacher for not knowing who Pele was. <laughs> painter <laughs> of course now i know he's a, he's a very famous soccer player uh no but I'm, i've always loved hip-hop i grew up listening to hip-hop and it was almost kind of weird for me when i started listening to like 
white music, you know, like guitar based white fronted rock. Like I kind of felt like weird telling my friends, I was like, Hey, I'm kind of into this, (laughs) but either way, you know, like, uh, you know, I, I eventually I was like, man, I love hip hop. I've always loved hip hop. I got to learn more. So, uh, and maybe like 2012, 2013, I started making beats and rapping and stuff. And, uh, I joined up with a local MC named Ben Ryman, who used to do events all over downtown. Uh, he would do rap battles and open mics and stuff. And he produced a lot of artists. Uh, he worked a lot with a dog who is a very prolific hip hop artist from uh, Burlington. Like there's an a dog day, you know, like in, in memoriam, he, he's, he's since passed, but he's a very well-respected artist over there. And so Ben and I uh, developed a hip hop collective called the Plattsburgh home team. Um, that had maybe I'd say at the most like 15 or 16 MCs uh, from the region, either people who are living here currently or are from here. Um, and we put out two albums and did so many live shows. Uh, you know, we do a mix of sometimes there's a DJ in the MC. Sometimes there's a live band with the MCs. Uh, sometimes I get up and rap, you know, I, I love hip hop. Can't, can't put it. So you're still way. pretty active in that. Uh, you know, unfortunately, so the, the home team has dissolved. I joined the band and it jumped the shark. So. Yeah, yeah. The hardest. <laughs> you didn't bring the beats to, yeah. So it's like, imagine like, you know, having like a band with like four guys, four people. They don't have, they don't have to be male gendered, but you know what I'm saying? Like four, get four people in a band. That's kind of, even scheduling a thing with like two people is hard enough. Yeah. Imagine scheduling a five piece band with uh, like five vocalists. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it was not sustainable. The fact that we ever played a show. Was it's incredible. amazing to me. Just yes. And we kept it going for several years, which I can't even believe. You know, we, we did the, uh, we worked with the city. We did um, uh, Fox Hill. We did like a, uh, a sledding and music day over there uh, working with Sandra Gettys was the uh, community organizer. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, we also played at the uh, 4th of July celebration in maybe 2016 uh, right in Trinity Park uh, with the city. So, and we did a lot, uh, but it was not sustainable. So all the members are still doing things, but as a unit, you know, we've kind of disbanded, but I'm still active. Uh, myself and a local MC named dust. Uh, we've been putting out records together. We're working on one right now that no one's heard yet that I'm really proud of. Um, I'm coming out later. I'm playing on it sometimes too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's very incestuous with all the, uh, you know, how it's like Trashburg, the home team, the mountain carol you know it's all it's all but you know it is different brands they're they're different yeah. attitudes different, different perspectives different little universes almost yeah yeah so it's like a, it's like a crossover whenever anything happens i was gonna say i just noticed it just there's a lot going there's a lot going on like there's structure but it's not structure it's, it's like kind of like controlled chaos everything's just kind of all over the yeah, place but you like know the like structure exists in our heads but to communicate to another person is impossible <laughs> Yeah, it's just because we're, we're the same guys. I mean, it's yeah, it's like. Uh, but it's different. Yeah, it's different projects. It's different, different projects. Different. Yeah, different boundaries. Well, even different. different universe. I like to think of it as different universes. Yeah, a lot I of people think that. about comics nowadays. That's probably a good way to do it. It's like, you know, there's, oh, yeah. there's the there's even different Spider-Man universes now. It's almost like that. You know, it's weird. Like, there's different realities or different little were, were you spi- boundaries. Were we you have. Spider-Man guys? Spider-Man guys? Comic. I mean, you did comics really. and stuff. Like Spider-Man was my favorite, but I think I read Ultimate Spider-Man once. And that's I love it. Spider-Man. Yeah. Is but, is there is there a, like a who's the like ghost white girl spider girl? Is that a thing or no? Um, not that's Black not drawing or something. I, well, so so okay. I was thinking maybe Black Widow, but yeah, I don't know. So this is the thing. My kid is twenty one months old. He's young, year and a half. 
we like Spidey. That's his thing. So yeah. we watched Spider-Man, which warms my heart because that's my favorite character growing up. So there's Black Spidey, who is like, I don't even know. It's black. I don't know. He wears black instead of red. And then there's like this girl that looks like a ghost, but she's like Spider-Woman something. Hmm. Could be Black Widow. Or no, Black Widow. No, it's she's not Black white. Widow. She's got like a white face, and she's but she's like a girl. And, and then I end up watching. So I wasn't sure because I've been out of comics for a long, long time. Oh but God! I didn't know because you talked about the universe. The what do you mean by Spider? Didn't Gwen do something? Yeah, at some Gwen Stacy was a Spider Woman at some point. Well, what's what are you talking know. about? Spider Man universe. There, yeah, yeah, the so Spider-Man they have different universes. I mean, so complicated. Yeah, they have different. I mean, like, then <laughs> they'll do. Like, there's different Batman universes. There's just people take a different take on the story, or a different take on the character, and uh, that's. I guess that's all I'm saying is they get, they don't cross over. You know, just just because one person has like the Joker murdering a man doesn't mean that that happened in the other one. You know, like. There's just different totally. different separation yeah, between Joker's these realities. Been in, Joker's been in like three different movies. Yeah, yeah. Played by a bunch so of for the, the talking the movies, well, like now he's um, like a forty nine year old man who's gonna. Well, and then the, in the when, other ones, he once, was Heath Ledger. But now, don't you what, think the new what, the when, new uh, Joker movie is is welcoming uh, the is, rise of the incel? Isn't that uh, Joaquin Phoenix? No yeah, comment. Yeah. When does that come out? It's uh, like October, a few months, I think. Yeah, because I've heard it looks good. I don't know. I haven't. The trailer looks great to me, but there has been a fervor about it because they feel like it is. Glamorizing the story of the victimized white male, the self-victimized white male, and uh, kind of going to give, uh, you know, a lot of these, uh, a lot of the, we'll say, <laughs> perpetrators of mass shootings. Yes, uh, that there's a a bit of a media panic saying that the the movie might motivate more people to, to commit become mass insane shootings. criminals. Yes, yes. Well, which I think is uh, fucking insane. Well, well <laughs> but the, maybe uh, I'm wrong. Like uh, the Dark Knight. I mean, he was. Heath Ledger's character was extremely dark in that movie. Oh, that movie yeah, gave yeah. me a but, fucking panic attack. Yeah, he but, was he was the villain. It was, but it was like it was like psychologically like he was kind of a creepy well, dude. Where he he kind of went crazy he, yeah. during it. Well, that's I mm-hmm. think part of. Well, well I don't know yes. if that's part that led to his demise, but I mean, I think you know I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of went into such a dark place. I, I did hear you know from reading different accounts. Uh, of people who knew him around that time, that that yeah, that, that role it, did take a psychological toll on him, and then yes, he did. Uh, he did leave this world at his own will. Won an Oscar <laughs> posthumously. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I mean, wow, damn. Somebody, I mean, yeah. Some I don't know who accepted it on his behalf, but he won it. That, it was I good. I thought that, he deserved it. I saw that sure. film in theaters. It was the first time I had like a actual like physical wow, sort wow. of panic attack. Amazing. I saw it three times when it wow. came out. It's eighteen years old in the theater. Yeah. The, the creepiest movie I ever went and saw was Prisoners. Did you ever see that? Never heard but, of it. About the, it was uh, Heath or uh, Hugh Jackman was in it about the kids being abducted. Oh hmm. God! <laughs> it, it was freaky. It was. I literally left the. I left the theater shaking. Oh. And I didn't have kids wow. at the time. I went. I watch that one. It was just like one because. Do you guys watch horror movies? All the time. Rarely. <laughs> do you really? Yeah. I mean, I, I see. I, I hate I, them because I don't find that they're when I'm I, working. Uh, at home especially i'll just leave horror movies on the background which i don't know why because usually it leaves me just feeling sick and disturbed but it it motivates me uh to keep working but see Mm. see, i'm not not laughing you know i'm kind of just like ooh, i'm tense i gotta keep working (laughs) like like to me horror movies there's not there's not a lot of like uh entertainment value which the thriller part i guess there's not either but like i i don't find that the horror movies to me is kind of some of it's unbelievable and i'm like oh you know it's whatever i'd rather watch those i suppose well, that's what I'm saying. Like the thriller movies, like, I think horror. I think horror is like pornography. I don't think you should be watching too many of them. Well, well, either of those, I agree. Well, well, <laughs> the, the the horror aspect, I think, of a thriller. The thing that that's the reason why is because to me, it's more realistic. Like it could happen. 
Yeah. If you guys watch Prisoner, yeah, yeah. like you can like, okay, like that shit sure. can happen. Where yeah. if you go like, uh, right? Yeah. I, I don't know enough. I don't know enough horror movies, but if you go out and like all these like characters or like a clown comes out, I mean, there's obviously some, some fictional parts right. to that. But if you take if you take a thriller movie, when I say like a psych- psychological thriller, those things can really kind of freak you out, even because sure. they could happen. It's, yeah, it's very. Is plausible. that like um, is Dirty Harry a thriller? I don't know. I watched that a little while ago. Yeah. Now that I didn't know how freaky that movie would be. It's such a good movie. That is a great movie. But it's and it's all within the realm of reality. Yes. I think. I think you know, it was, it's funny. I, I've been watching a lot of modern horror, and all the modern horror movies are basically, uh, for no reason, an insane person comes into your home and, yeah, and yeah. Uh, terrorizes and mutilates you until you're dead, and that and it that's like that's that's horror now. Like modern horror is basically just that. And kind of like how in porn, that strange person just comes in and starts fucking you. Yes. Until you're... But they brought a pizza, come. so it's, <laughs> it's all good. All right, but they're your stepbrothers. Right. Even so that's a better good. motivation. Yeah, there's... Anyway. Just give me a pizza for crying out loud. Yes. I wouldn't mind a slice. It's <laughs> coming in open arms and open legs. Hey, speaking of arms wide open, are you guys going to see Scott Stapp at the Strand Center next weekend? This weekend? I'm, I wouldn't miss it for the world. All right. Did I say Scott Strap? I'm going to show him the night of his life. <laughs> the knife of his life? <laughs> the knife of his life. All right. <laughs> Wait, Scott, okay, Scott Strap. Scott Stapp is the uh, singer of... Uh, Scott Strap. <laughs> Scott Stapp is the lead singer of Creed. That's what I'm going to name the DVD. He's performing at the Strand. Is he really? Yeah. Arms wide open? Nice. Is it just solo? Solo. Well, I... I Acapella. I, I think he has a... I, I want to believe he has a band with him. S- start it could, it could just be uh, karaoke tracks. I think I think I heard him every every time I was on the bus driving home from school every day. There was Creed, mm-hmm. Star ninety two point nine. There were big Creed <laughs> Creed playing station. I don't know any other song than that one. Is there another one? I mean, they got to have a couple. Uh, with arms wide open and mm-hmm. um, I can't my remember. Sacrifice. Oh, my sacrifice. Who was a? Who was a? <laughs> who, who was a they just had somebody back like a fairly big name there. I say big name, but I'd heard of them. They've been on the. They were on the radio. Who was it? Just came like. Some, Emerson Drive, possibly? Yes. No, I think it was them, and, and I won't say who, but they said that. Have you listened to them? They're yeah, kind a of country, kind Yeah, of, it, it's like modern country. So Someone told me that they were made for auto-tune. Is that true? They got a good voice or no? Oh. Because like, I think like, the, when I think oh, auto-tune, oh, oh. I think like, when, when I think auto-tune, I think like Black Eyed Peas. No, yeah. That's the extreme use of it. That's a noticeable use almost of it. All, yeah. Almost I don't think all they're that country good of music singers. uses auto-tune now. You think so? Almost, almost all popular music uses autotune. Actually, is it just yeah. more to regulate so they don't have the imperfections? Pretty yes. much, yeah, yeah. Like w- one of the uh, like concerts and stuff I love going to is like a Dave Matthews concert where I think you talked about before of having like either the violin or the sax or mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. kind of blend music. Like I, the one thing I like is they blend contemporary like rock to just you know the, you got a guy sitting there playing the you know the bass clarinet or some type of high pitch flute and they're yeah, putting they can it really into, rip sometimes. Yeah, like they, they they I think those guys are such a What's, what's that term? Virtuosos of, of their respected yeah. instruments? That mm-hmm. Surprisingly eclectic. I heard a live bootleg of theirs recently, and I was really taken aback by how much was going on. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen a couple of their shows in the last probably two, three years, and it's just amazing. But like you take to me, you kind of take that genre of music. I know that's the kind of stuff I like, but like to me, there's no auto-tune on that. No, I wouldn't. I mean, yeah, to me, like those guys, styles just, are still pretty untouched. Yeah, yeah. And, like that's the one that I always find. Like I always gravitate towards is the, like the actual raw music because I appreciate it in the sense of like to me, it's an art form. Where if you give someone a mic and they can they can doctor everything up, that's why. Like when you get what is it called the EDM or mm-hmm. like to me that stuff. I mean, it's cool. There's obviously a talent to it, but 
I don't get all, all jazzed up for that. Like, go, have no, you ever been to one a, of those shows? That's a different. Yeah, I, oh, a show. I so mean, you don't even well, show the only, whatever. The they, only time they, I've been to an EDM show, you know, the sound system was so powerful that I I could feel it in my rib cage and in my nostrils. Like <laughs> the bass frequencies right, were tr- like literally the tr- from the floor up, traveling through my body and and actually moving my insides in a way that I've never had a physical sensation like that before and i began to realize like wow the edm experience is being literally touched by the music and is not at all the same kind of energy you would have as um someone playing an instrument and you kind of catching those vibes from their performance that's a more human human interaction mm-hmm. yeah whereas the edm is almost like the speakers and the vibrations are manipulating you and that's a whole different sensation yeah all the work is done ahead of time and and it's it's mostly it's a lot less organic the people they press play and that's it for the most part some usually a little more manipulating but so most of it is just most of the best preset set list they just go they did it all in their studio or in their bedroom or whatever they wrote that ahead of time they're pretty much just playing a track over really nice speakers and that, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. Like you're saying, you get something different out of it. Yeah, but it's and not it the same as having an organic, like human to human interaction. Well, I, I, right, it's not so much like watching a band. Right, you're going to a dance. Well, I've talked about before. Kind of. I, I watched the well on the podcast talked about like Vici was big into that, obviously. Oh, yeah. But I watched mm-hmm. you watched the documentary and him. No, I've seen one, clips. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like that one's. Pre- I mean, I won't give it away. But if you like, if you ever want to watch it, it's pretty good though. But they talk about. Like, the amount of work that guy did, he basically, at the end of the day, I think just, like, worked himself to death, unfortunately. Mm. It's kind of seen that way. Yeah, but he... he uh, put out a lot of but, stuff. But, yeah, I mean, but you talk, like, the amount of time that guy put in prior... Like, in a, like the, in a studio setting? The prep work, yeah. I mean, when you talk about going out on stage, like, I think he was so burnt out from having to go perform the music. He loved mm. the in-studio grinding of the music. And then when it got to the point where he was expected to go out and perform, even though, like I said, it might be the same track, I think he just got burnt out of... That wasn't where it's like true. Like he loved the creativity of it, not so much the performance aspect yeah. of it. Yeah, and I'm sure and then, he got pulled in. I mean, it's a it's a what's a terrible terrible. Was a huge business, and I mean, obviously, culture like, of drugs and just yes. decadence too. Well, yeah, but oh yeah, but, everyone because he didn't he, it, he drank himself to death basically, right? Uh, I thought it was an I, alcohol thing. He was taking pain. His liver medicine. like failed or something. Well, he had a, he had a uh, stomach issue, but I think it was like kind of was like ulcers or something from okay. stress, and then oh, he ended wow. up taking pain medicine. And got addicted to the painkillers because of how much pain he was in. And I think he just kept, I just don't think he ever was able to fully get comfortable. Hmm. And then I don't know if it was Wikipedia says something totally different. Because of course I <laughs> Wikipedia it, which I, you don't take that. I mean, anybody can edit that. So, but um, yeah, I wasn't really sure exactly how he passed, but that's a, that's a pretty cool. If you guys can watch that, it's pretty cool. Hmm. It's on my, it's on my watch list. I got, I got a few on my watch list, but um did you guys? What do you guys want to do? You want to turn the lights on and go longer? You want to wrap it up, or what do you got? I'm gonna to go to dinner soon. Okay, but wrap it up. It's, let's, get, let's it's just getting darker. I just noticed yeah. how yeah. dark it is in the studio. I've had, I've had a great well, time. Well, do we so have far, any? It's, it's, is there any way to wrap things up? Like, like bring it all back around? I, there's really no. I I just figured today was gonna to be one we just shoot from the hip, which we kind of did. Yeah, yeah that, that felt pretty good. Well. Feel there's like not I, a lot of yeah, structure to any of my podcasts. If I like, I don't really know you guys that well. Besides that, I've listened to your podcast and I kind of know what you're doing. Yeah, but I have an appreciation for what you're doing because when we went to, like, you just hit me up to go to sip, and I like yeah. I knew who you guys were, but like I didn't know. I, yeah, actually, no offense, I didn't know who this guy was. Yeah, no, like, I didn't know you until you walked yeah, in. Yeah, same thing. And I thought you had another podcast. Making and like, connections. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, we, we actually did the same thing, which was a blast. But I had a good time because I, I know Matt's a very good buddy of mine. And, and Ryan, I've been 
you know, we've, we've met before, but I just think the thing that you guys are doing and trying to push forward is kind of cool with the aspect of becoming more of an authoritative source of news, even though it's, you're bringing the news to the people, but I think right. in a very much, a much more, like you said, personal, um, or, or to me, it's like eas- more easily digestible because I can relate to it. Well, the goal is, you know, and this is what the fundraiser that we're doing, the marathon, the 12 hour marathon is, uh, I'm trying to raise money to buy a new camera, uh, which is basically the same camera they'd use for local news production. Uh, like one of the big ones? Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you guys film on now? Uh, I have like a DSLR that I film on that it, it's good. It's just that if I were to have like a an amateur camera person, there's no autofocus. There's no inputs for like, there's no traditional inputs for microphones. Um, it's just, there's no zoom. It, it's, it's really a camera that you kind of need to know how to use that camera to make it look good. What I'm trying to get is a competitive 4K news camera that's a point-and-shoot kind of camcorder that anyone could pick up and point it and do so it. You're not so, talking like the big, the big things no, you it, see. It's, like it's pretty big, yeah. I mean, they're, oh, you are going they're, for they're big yeah, over yeah. the shoulder, kind of. The, the way I think of it is, you see someone running up, and I've got the T-shirt in my hand to like represent the <laughs> microphone. Like, sir, sir, sir. Can you please comment on the recent allegations and about your propriety? Yep. And so, so we're get, uh, I'm, I'm, That's uh, what we want. By yeah. the end of the year, I'm going to be purchasing one of those, and I intend to actually not just not just aggregate the news, but uh, be the reporter. Once, as once well. we put all the rest of them out of business, yes, uh, because I do, generate, I do think that we're going to run out of sources to steal from. So we got to generate our own. Generate, just make it up. Yeah. I, I, I would not be surprised at all if I saw in the next two years the demise of at least one local paper. Well, that, that, that actually, that's a good way to cut last topic is where do you guys see the news going? Because, I mean, things have shifted every year. They're shifting tremendously. So like, because yeah. obviously you guys are very new, but in regards to print, I mean, I'm coming more from like the marketing aspect. I don't do right. anything in print anymore because to me, nobody uses it. I have, I've had TV people come up to me asking for, um, I've had radio stations come up and nothing, nothing against those. I still think there's certain values. Do you mean to as it. for advertising? For advertising as- yes. yeah, aspect. And the rates are insane. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> the, well, the problem is the, the reach is so, is diminished so much for them to make money. They have to overcharge you for right. reach. And like to me, I'm very big in the marketing. Like I understand marketing. I understand where to put money to actually get it in front of people I need to or, or spread my awareness. But and I can do it at a much cheaper rate. At a, like my cost per impression in certain aspects yes. blows anybody out of the water. You can tell me the, you know, how much people you reach, but are you really focused, reachable? Right. And it, it, it sometimes I'll get the pitch because I, I handle all the advertising stuff for the most part for the co-op. Yep. So I get I get yep. every single pitch, and I, I I'm also very uh, well versed in marketing and stuff, and I know that if you're saying that you reach these many tens of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean anything. You know how many times I've gotten mm-hmm. um, X local mailer in my mailbox that yeah, I just yeah. immediately put into the recycling bin exactly. and never I think about that. looked at? And and I will name drop the sun as one of those. I like take it out of my mailbox. Like I never asked for this. Like how much are you spending to send me this? To print this and send me this? Could you yeah. save money by just not sending me this because I didn't ask for it? Yeah. Right. I don't know. So uh, well, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think the news is going away, and I think that what you will see is well, more new, new, the news. I'm certain sorry, news I'm media, sorry. right? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah legacy I, media. Uh, I see a lot of squirming. The, the papers are yeah. the papers will be dead within ten years for sure. I, I mean, think, the, I think less than unless that. Um, I, I could see there being small hold-ons. Like I could see like certain smaller papers, maybe like the Penny Saver, like you know where it's it's mostly classifieds. But but uh, I, I could see that hanging on for longer than. I, I think you're going to see a, a real clear point yeah. where there's 
no more ad revenue. Like everybody, you're, there's a choke point that's going to happen where everybody who does advertise with a, with like we'll say the Press Republican or a comparable paper in any other major city is going to realize that that's no longer working for them financially, and then there's no more revenue. Yeah. Well, for those papers. But but if you think well, and I agree. The other thing too is if you take um, take magazines. Mm-hmm. When I was okay, say we were in high school. I had Sports Illustrated. I had Time Magazine. I had for me a golf magazine. I would read these almost cover to cover. Yeah. Now I went. I went probably a solid three years where I was still subscribed to those those exact same magazines. I just honestly was too lazy to unsubscribe. But I would literally get them, stack them up. All of a sudden, three, four, five, six would stack up. I just toss them out because I didn't have time to read them. Yeah. And what you're seeing now, we go back kind of like the local matters thing. The one that I read is strictly business, which is a local publication about local companies that does. Um, to me, something like that might stick around. Yeah, I, but I, think, I think the national things, sources won't. Even like Rolling Stone, I think has gone to a buy monthly uh more premium from kind of week, magazine from the old mm-hmm. weekly right? well they, i think they they were was it monthly or was it i think they're they're either monthly or every two weeks but they they've gone to every other month and they they're doing a larger magazine but they're doing a larger format they're trying to make it look nicer with the paper stock and the mm-hmm. photography um i've seen other magazines take similar measures to kind of like uh sort of position themselves as a premium product that's only going to last for so long because it's, it's, you know, you can tell that when you are doing a thing and then you try to go, hey, it's the same thing, but now it's fancy. Uh, that's so desperate. And yeah. that will, that just, will fool a, a few people for it, a short lipstick time. Lipstick on a pig kind of thing. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, it's going to go away. I think what you're going to see is more kind of things like what we're doing where people who are kind of. Uh, <laughs> that, I'm sorry. That's our, that's I'm our very sponsor gassy of the, right now. Charming. Um, <laughs> People who are kind of on the outskirts of established uh, media formats coming in and filling the vacuum. And I, I think you'll see a lot more sort of smaller operations filling the gap of what may have been, you know, one or two major local papers. I think you'll see people getting their, their news from several smaller uh, clandestine sources. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. I, no, I think it's good. Well, we'll wrap up there because I know Austin's got to eat, and I don't know what time. What time is it now? It's oh, it's probably seven forty. Oh, yeah, we got thirty-nine. I'm hungry. Seven forty-two. So. Um, all right, thirty-seven. So we're gonna end there. Damn. Um, I can't even read this now. What did it say? Forty-nine. It's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like it's pitch black. I mean, you we're guys going by candlelight now. Pitch black and the in the train lights that that flew by. So, um, no, Matt and uh, Austin, I appreciate you guys stopping by. Um, I'm. If you guys have not, please check them out. You yeah, guys are Trashburg.com. Wa- yeah, tell them where to mm-hmm. find you guys in Trashburg.com. Facebook. Well, face- or the monopole Facebook, sometimes. <laughs> in- Facebook, Instagram. Um, yeah, it's just trash I, I have you guys on Apple uh, Music. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're wherever, wherever yeah. you go, we're there. Spotify too. Look for, their, Spotify. Look for their stickers, TVs all over the place. So, um, no, they're doing some cool stuff. If you guys can, uh, you guys are always looking for uh, donations on, was it Patreon? Yes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. if, you, if you do like what we do, you want to become a supporter. Uh, so there's a recurring charge uh, through Patreon. So we have people who sign up for X number of dollars a month. It's mm-hmm. at your discretion. Uh, and that's kind of the lifeblood of the show. Like it, it's allowed us to maintain our operating costs. Uh, you know, we have a studio space. You have a website. We have uh, software that we pay a monthly licensing fee on. You know, there's, there is a cost to doing what we do. And all the money left over goes into equipment upgrades to make everything that much sleeker and nicer. You know, we've upgraded directly through Patreon contributions, upgraded the camera, the lighting, the microphones, even things like the chairs and tables. You know, we used to have very creaky chairs when we started. (laughs) 
You know, that was terrible. Yeah, and I like the... <laughs> this isn't having the stone is nice for these little mic uh, oh, yeah. stands you have. We had a nice resonant wood table where everything sounded like law and order. Well, that's when I did I did the one over there. Uh, they, people would be talking, they'd put the mic down, oh. and, and I got a lot more. It wasn't terrible, but like if you had a mic down here and I kind of like adjust yeah. my, you could hear it. Oh yeah, that's big why time. like I wanted to kind of come in here because th- th- that's the one good thing is that basically we're talking about guys i have like an arm that these things yeah are there's, on, there's so really can... nice you know broadcast style uh boom stands for the mics here yeah so kind of keep keep the uh and we got some of these ourselves thanks to uh, directly <laughs> thanks to our supporters mm-hmm. so if you want to become one of them uh tri- go to trashberg.com there's more info there i'll uh i'll have you guys send me some stuff and put it in the show notes so okay so we're gonna end there guys we're gonna go get some food um if you guys can please support these guys i think they're doing some amazing things in the area and as always, they're, uh, like I said, I'm very big supporters of anybody that is trying to make the area a better place. And they have some fun along the way. So, again, please uh, support them if you can. If not, at least just go listen to them. And if you see them on the street, at the co-op, at the monopole, say good job. So, all right. Thank you, guys. That is episode 49 of the Galen Trombley Show. Thanks for listening to the Galen Trombley Show. If you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. The spelling, G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y.